Listener Production. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. I stuffed it up. Stuffed I fucking up. can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That amazing oh, yeah, That one's up. on me. <laughs> I can believe it. <laughs> I can believe it. We just it. crashed off the aircraft. Everyone relax. Uh, things are as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone relax. This is Topop. I'm Charlie Clawson. Oh, Anderson. Hello. And thank you for listening. Uh, I mean, you are listening to it. It should be sounding, despite what just happened. <laughs> Despite the disaster of what just happened, this should be sounding better than ever because we are actually in a proper proper studio today, yeah. Charlie. We're in person. We're in a proper studio because today is a momentous day in the history of this podcast. It's our 500th episode. Mm, kind and of. Not, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, mean, I mean, we're, we're fudging numbers yeah, a little come bit. Come on, let's not look too closely into all of that, but let's just say. Let's let, like, for yeah, the sake sp- of it. Spiritually, it's our 500th episode. Yes. Um, and not only that, but it is the first episode in our brand new Everyone Relax stream. Everything Will and Charlie in one place. Yes, so it's called Everyone Relax. Uh, if you are a subscriber to the old Velocity feed, then this might have just popped up. In your feet. Uh, so welcome. Hi, so, I'm Charlie. Yeah, this is Charlie. No, he's been on Velocity. A few Going times. back. Yeah. Listen to that. Yeah, to yeah. that. Um, but Charlie and I have been making podcasts together for... 13 years. Yeah, 13... You'd think we'd be better at it. Well, this is us getting better at <laughs> okay. it. Okay. All our stuff's going to be in the one place. Listen to how good it sounds. Yeah. Sure. The opening minute of the show didn't go quite as smoothly as we might have hoped, but other than that, yeah. you are in the hands of competent professionals and semi-professionals. Yeah. We are the pig. Here is the lipstick. Exactly. <laughs> so some real nice lippy that we're going to be slapping on our pig today. Um if you uh, were a regular subscriber to the Willosophy feed, it is now called, it has been renamed Everyone Relax, but all the Willosophy episodes will be still popping up here in this feed, but also all of the other shows that Charlie and I have been making together and with other people adjacent to this podcast. The truth of it is that we understood that it all made more sense as a universe. We had different projects in different places, but the thing about our universe was there were interconnecting characters and cast members and people who would pop up in different contexts on different shows. And that really was what we were making more than what the individual shows sometimes were. And and we just wanted them all to be in the one place. So we hope that everyone listens to everything, but uh, the truth of it is that none of it will change. It will just be more convenient for people to to find it in the one place. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the original philosophy of keeping the show separate was we don't want to annoy anyone. <laughs> we, we don't want to sort of like muddy the philosophy feed with our TOEFOP chat. We don't want to bother the TOEFOP people with our two guys, one cup. And then, uh, you know, our wonderful producer, Mike the Third, was like, hey, uh, people seem to like what you guys do. Have you ever thought about putting it all in the one place Have rather you than ever thought out? of making this easier for yourself rather than <laughs> And harder. giving it a name that people can understand yeah. straight away. And that might also be like a mantra for the shows you do. Yeah, so everyone relax. Um, yeah, so Tofop still exists. Mm. Tofop is a show within, within. our um, ERU, right? Like this Good. is I like it. The ERU, yeah, the ERU. <laughs> <laughs> More acronyms that don't make sense. Let's throw them in the mix. Yeah, let's do it. But Tofop, Tofop with friends. Like, oh, here's exciting news for anyone who got mad when uh, our uh, AFL adjacent podcast two guys. Uh, one cup was a little harder to find. Uh, everything we do is going to be in this feed. So if I'm doing a cricket podcast, that's going to be in this feed. Charlie and my football podcast will be in this feed. Tofop, Tofop with friends. Any, any mini series we do, anything. All here, all for you to be able to sample no, or. Any platform or device. 
or for you to skip over to find your regular favourite thing that you like as well. Yeah, That's, here's the thing. Yeah, We're not compelling you to listen to everything. No, if you just compulsory. like philosophy, listen to philosophy. If you just yeah. like Tofop, listen to Tofop. It's not compulsory to no, listen to every there's show. There's not going to be a series of questions on the latest philosophy to unlock your Tofop. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be a quiz at the end of every week there'll be a comprehension exam what have you learnt? but I think you get a fuller picture of what it is that Charlie and I have tried to do and the style of entertainment that we have tried to make what we've realised that is of all the projects that we make it's it's more that we are the interconnecting factor in those and our world is the interconnecting factor in all those things. And it just makes sense to give them one home. Yeah. And you can see fully that, you know, all the things that we are doing. Because you get the full – I think you can listen to one thing and get one idea about what it is that we are compelled by or interested in. But this is just the broader palette of all our projects. Yeah. And there's some nice sort of like synchronicity to this being – the 500th episode. Mm, kind of. We're in Sydney. Well, no. <laughs> no, it is. We did I the know. 500th last night. Yeah. Uh, yesterday we did our, um, our live first show. live show in Sydney in six years. Yep. We did our uh, show, our 100th show we did at the Sydney Comedy Store. Uh, so it sort of feels yep. like there's some nice kind of I think like, the 100th was like nearly 10 years ago, right? 2014, somebody Jesus said, Christ. which is like, yeah, so that's like 10 years ago. I mean, it's such a strange pro evolution of the show because it was just Tofop and then uh, Tofop became Fofop and then Philosophy came out of that and then Two Guys, One Cup. And so, you know, Tofop was the original podcast. If we'd just given it a better name <laughs> to begin with, we could have avoided all of this. Well, that's okay, though. I like this. Okay. I like that we've got to hear when we needed to get to hear. And I love that. This has become Everyone Relax because Everyone Relax feels so on brand for us in that it does feel like the style of entertainment that we've been trying to make for people, which is that it doesn't take itself. We can talk about serious or not serious things and we take, you know, not serious things very seriously and then we take, you know, serious things not very seriously. And Would you say it's a comedy conversation between two old mates? I mean, we still haven't worked on a better version than that. Because it just makes the most sense. It, it's yes. the most underwhelming dis but accurate description. And everyone relaxed to us is the hope of what we've been trying to make for, you know, something that can, if life is a bit shitty or you have to be doing something that's a bit shitty and you want like... Some, some company. Yeah. Some dumb mates in your ears talking about whatever it is that we're talking about at that time. That's what we've tried to do. It came out of, the thing that I love about it the most is it comes out of, again, I think our, our podcast and our podcast journey to this point, there are some people who probably have only sampled one part of it. And I'm sorry if you're a philosophy listener who's just stumbling <laughs> onto this for the this? first time, but we have been creating <laughs> this weird wonderful universe and story for the last, you know, oh, yeah, nearly like decade and a half. There are so many moments within the history of what we have done that you maybe aren't even aware of. And everyone relax comes from, can we tell the story of this? Is yeah, that, that okay? So we were at, um, it's one of the most famous moments in the early days of us doing a podcast. It yep. was the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and Dave Anthony and Greg Berent had a podcast called Walking the Room. American comedians and podcasters. And we had uh, we had formed a friendship with them. I'd, I'd known Greg for some comedy festivals and we'd just... Done each other's shows. Yeah. So we'd connected with them, but it was pretty early days. We mm. didn't know each other that well. And we decided we were going to do a live podcast together. And this was in the days when there wasn't really a culture of live podcasts. Or even podcast awareness in Australia. And we uh, pulled together this live show very last minute. I seem to remember we'd booked a, a room in Melbourne, yeah. maybe like three or 400 people. And we didn't really know what it was going to be. We knew that they did a podcast, which was two guys talking. We did a podcast, which was two guys talking. We thought that maybe we could do something together. The one thing that we had planned was I had, as the only non-comedian on stage, I had attempted stand-up comedy, you know, back in the early days. And I'd done, I think, two or three stand-up gigs in my life. And I still had the act that I wrote from my first ever stand-up comedy attempt. And so I said, well, why don't I bring my act to the show and I can read it out to you guys and you can critique it live on stage. 
Uh, and so the very first line... In I, what pretty much, by the way, has become the format for our live shows, which is you bring, bring something... And get made fun and of. And then everybody critiques it live on stage. <laughs> and so the very first thing I read was the first line of my stand-up act, which is where I walked on the stage and I said, everyone relax, it's okay. I've heard that Tiffany Woods just had a boob job yeah, or whatever yeah. the line was. Yeah. And you guys fell off your stools because you couldn't believe that the one part of a stand-up act which you would most likely ad-lib, which yeah. is a greeting to the audience, yeah. I had written down so I wouldn't forget. But also, like, it was the fact that you were immediately on the defensive. Like, as professional stand-up comedians, you, like, we all recognise that you had chosen to open with <laughs> the idea that people would not have been relaxed. <laughs> Clearly, everybody's was as stretched as you were, and you had to come out like a cop in a hostage negotiation <laughs> and be like, all right, everyone relax. And it got adopted somewhat ironically for the podcast because we all found it so funny. Now, that recording was the famous Superpod recording that uh, was has has been cobbled together with- Well, before you get yeah, to that, yeah, so the right. show was- uh, that were, it was one of the, the best live experiences I've yeah. ever had. Like it was, everything worked really well. There was great chemistry, lots of laughs. It was amazing. It was just a fantastic experience. And, uh, you know, we came off stage high-fiving and hugging and just saying, what a great yeah. idea and let's make plans to do this again. And then the next People day- People will probably hear this and they'll, we'll be the biggest <laughs> comedians yeah, in look the out. entire world. <laughs> look out, <laughs> Hamish and Andy, we're coming for you. <laughs> and then we get a phone call from the Melbourne Comedy Festival the next day to say yeah. there's been a mistake or been a terrible accident mm -hmm. and uh, they failed to record. On behalf of the rest of comedy, <laughs> we recognise that the comedy you made last night it was, was so, so wonderful. Good yeah, we don't want to- if ever got out- We ripped a hole in the universe. Exactly. It was so great. It's so hilarious. <laughs> They'd lost the recording. Yeah. And so uh, we did what we do on TOEFOP, which is we had a meeting on air. We decided yeah. that the only way we could save this was to uh, Dave Anthony, mm. uh, famous firebrand Dave Anthony, had not heard the news yet. Yeah, so no. Will, Greg, and I decided to tell Dave on air. <sighs> yeah. And What's well, uh, a safe space? It's being recorded. <laughs> It's At like, least they'll know why they found those three dead bodies in the room. <laughs> the actual clip of us telling Dave Anthony that the clip has been lost is one of the most compelling bits of podcasting that I've ever been involved in. Uh, okay. So, yes. Yeah, so we had to tell Dave. There was listeners, it turns out, who did not trust our capacity to be able to record they this podcast. They knew us better than we knew ourselves. And they had recorded it. And there is a version of it that has been pieced together. Uh, through found footage, Blair Witch Project style of Superpod. Everyone relax. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, it goes on for a, a lot longer than that of just Dave and Greg losing their minds over the fact that that was the opening line to the show. I mean... It's incredible that not only was that moment born then. By the way, I did not know that we had audio. Yeah, no, <laughs> my no. clips. How good is Mike? Yeah, like, yeah, that prepped is amazing. <laughs> like, it wasn't like Charlie and I had a meeting that we would talk about this. No. We were just, anyway, so that was, that was quite a, like, I, that freaked me out a little bit. I was like, hang on, are we going to a clip? <laughs> having an aneurysm? What's going on? Happening? This is a level of professionalism <laughs> that I'm not used to. Do all my anecdotes have clips? <laughs> did I? I don't know. <laughs> that would be amazing if Mike was just so good that whatever I talked about, he would just be able to like drop in a, oh my God, that'd be the best. Anyway. Yeah. AI, mate, it's coming. Oh yeah, it's true. Okay. Yeah. Well, then it will be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so it became like an ironic, you know, kind of shorthand for the podcast, but then it became an overall ethos, I think, for yeah. the podcast, which was whatever's going on, like if you've tuned into this for, you know, the hour or a couple of hours that you're going to spend with us, then mm. the whole point is we hope that you're going to be able to relax a little bit more and, and have a good time. So I also, I think it's a bit of a mission statement to anyone who's panicking yeah. that you're like, Oh, hang on. Where's the stuff that I like and why have things changed? I hate it when things change. Yeah. Um, everyone relax. Everyone relax. It's fine. Yeah. The, this po the is, podcast you like is still there. Yeah. They're well, all just in the one place. Easier. It's not compulsory to listen. Yeah. You can skip over ones if you want, but this is going to be so much better for us and so much better for you as well, because I just think you're going to get so much, like we've, we've already started putting in place 
things behind the scenes, but also on air, you know, demonstrable things that have happened in the last few months, you know, about the direction going forward that have all been motivated by us, the momentum of getting everything in the one place. And here's the thing, like there's been so many opportunities for this podcast to end over the years. Like we've had, you know, there was a hiatus when I was doing Home and Away, you know, living in different countries. Like there's been a lot of disruption, but we've maintained it. We've kept enough momentum going with the different shows. Like I guess if we didn't even have the different shows, maybe it wouldn't have kept going. But the fact that we branched off and did all these other things just sort of gave us more impetus to keep going. So the fact that it's all come together, like you shouldn't worry. Like this is a, this is a good thing. Like in fact, I would say everyone relax. Everyone relax. It's a good thing. (laughs) We're all, it's all in the one stream. Yeah, it, it is good, but it's also given us a little focus that we can talk about now around Like for us, it's great to have it all back together. And it feels like to us that it makes more sense when it's all together than when you take it off in individual parts. And the idea that we can just explain to people in the future that Charlie and I make a whole bunch of different shows, you can find them all at Everyone Relax. And for people, I guess the philosophy people might be, you know, thinking, Who's, who's moved into our neighborhood? <laughs> yeah. It was nice around these parts. And <laughs> yeah. I liked my high, I liked uh, my yeah. uh, high minded chats with uh, various thinkers and comedians. Not this fucking guy swears too much and, and is telling me to relax all the time. So what I would say to any of those people, yeah. if there are any of those people and we haven't just made them up, which is that the reason that there has been regular philosophies and there will continue to be regular philosophies is partly because of us being able to streamline everything in this sense. But more than that, what what happens quite often is I'll have someone on philosophy and if they're great, it's not like, like I don't really do second philosophies anymore. Like I try to just do one and then like do new guests. Yeah. And I want to be able to still use people and talk to people. And, you know, Reese Nicholson, um, you know, has, like has been a guest on, um, you know, Tofot with friends recently because Reese had already done, you know, philosophy and they have a book out and I wanted to talk to them about the book. And so, you know, that then appears on this feed. So I think that people who liked Reese's philosophy would also very much like the chat that I had to Reese on Tofot with friends about, their book. So I actually think that, you know, for the philosophy fans, if you are tuning into this for the first time, I think you're going to actually find a whole bunch of stuff that you might, might really enjoy. Yeah. And this is really like, I'd like to take any credit, but I can't because it was really your idea. And then Mike's idea, you had the idea of like, well, we're going to get two guys, one cup back. Why don't we put it into the one feed? And then, you know, we started talking about it with Mike and then Mike was like, well, why don't we sort of put everything in philosophy feed? And then it was one of those things. It's, it's like the pub test. When someone says something and it immediately makes sense and you're like, oh, (laughs) why didn't I think of that? Like it just, it made sense. And in some ways, I think the way we did it initially was necessary for just the way we were finding our way through podcasting and and doing the different shows. But this is the right time now to consolidate stuff and just make it easier. And I also, you know, think it's the way, it's the trend of the way we consume entertainment now, right? Like you don't have to listen to everything that comes into your feed to other podcasts you listen to, or even if you, you know, subscribe to a streaming platform or whatever, you just click on the thing you like. And I also think it just gives you some more opportunity to just maybe notice that there is things that, I mean, cause I can imagine you might be a philosophy, you know, listener who maybe doesn't listen to you know, all the other shows that we do, Mm. but say you're a big Adam Spencer fan and Adam Spencer's coming on the, you know, cricket podcast to talk about that. You'd be like, Oh, actually, but I would very much enjoy that conversation or like Charlie's talking to somebody. You're like, Oh man, he talked to the guys from Silverchair. Like I love Silverchair. And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to dip into that conversation. Mm. It's a bit much to ask people to go off and find those in other places. Whereas we just hope that we're going to be able to present you. It's all within, we think that if you like the things that we do, you will probably find something to like in the other things that we do. Yeah. And there's always a connection, a through line, you know, whether it be a, a Gareth Reynolds or a Dave Anthony or, you know, there are different people who pop up in on different shows or in different circumstances yeah. that connect it all. Speaking of Gareth Reynolds, so yeah. we did our uh, Sydney Comedy Store show yesterday. I was a bit starstruck <laughs> on stage watching him yesterday. Like, it's been a while since, you know, we did the Melbourne shows, which were a bit different. It was funny. I was trying to, I, I, I was trying to wrap my head around when I got home 
I was going through something like I was feeling a bit, not, not, um, unsettled, but like just trying to process, you know, the show. Mm. And I was like, why did it feel so different? And I realized, oh, the Melbourne room was a bit smaller. And so there was this kind of intimacy. Like I said to you at the time, oh, we just got up and we just started doing TOEFOP. We sat yeah. on chairs, we started talking, we brought out Gareth, but it all felt very, you know, natural and like a TOEFOP podcast. And then when we did the comedy store, it's a bigger room, double the size. And when we started, I got a bit panicky because I'm like, oh, all of a sudden I'm not hearing the audience like we did in the Melbourne shows. And so you, I felt compelled to perform. And then suddenly I was like, oh, I'm a bit out of my depth now. And then I was just sort of like, I felt like I was flailing a little bit. And then Gareth comes on like this golden beacon and just destroys. Like, you know, we had some things set up and stuff and, you know, I don't want to spoil it because, you know, people will be able to hear the, hear the episode. But I just sat there, like I forgot it in, in stages that I was meant to be contributing because I was just enjoying the show. He is a phenomenal talent. You were good too, of course. Oh, thanks. But- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I agree. Like he's, but I actually think you're undervaluing. I look, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. so that room took a little while to, it didn't start as hot as the Melbourne show started, right? And, but I actually think that the pace and the last, that, it started at the start were actually very good for where it was at. That was a audience that sometimes you get in the middle of the afternoon mm. and particularly it was kind of a weird, hot, steamy, like Sydney a weird day. day. <laughs> like, you know, like, and there's a lot of shit happening yeah. in the entertainment quarter. And it just felt like that audience took a tiny little bit to sort of like settle and like literally everyone relaxed, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, and as soon as it did, I think the whole show sang like Gareth. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's a, Brilliant improviser. But the truth of it is that you like gave him a pretty good offer, like without wanting to spoil it for people. Mm. Like you, you, you came with something like often when we're doing question everything, one of the things that I will, when I'm talking to panelists about like the show is that I will say often it's good when, you know, you have your own bit to like, you know, come up with a really funny story or like do a really funny thing. But often it's also good to, bring something for the table, right? Like where you're like, I don't, haven't worked out the whole bit of this. I've just thought this is probably a pretty funny offer to give to somebody. And then we will see what happened. And in the hands of like a skilled improviser, like Gareth in particular, like your offer, he just like ran with it. Yeah. Like there was just a point where he said, I'm going to put it on. And I just knew, okay, right. Well, (laughs) this is, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not, yeah. I, I don't feel like, um, I don't feel bad, but it's one of those mm. things where you fixate on the 10% that maybe you didn't get right or the things that didn't work or whatever, as opposed to, you know, the, the 90% that went well. In the completely improvised entertainment, like hour yeah. and a half entertainment show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, the 10, <laughs> where there was no, 10% of things didn't the, the, go absolutely perfectly in the night where people probably laughed. Like, I mean, literally, there were. So many moments that just in a regular comedy show, you would have been like, I've well and truly got my, you know, money's worth, let alone the experience of it. Like, I mean, we haven't even got to the fact that Adam Spencer was there being like hilariously brilliant as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to sort of turn into a therapy session, but there was, I just, I I felt a moment of like, oh geez, I, I I just felt out of my depth at times. Cause I'm like, you, all three of you were so quick and I was like, Shit! Like all of a sudden, it's like you have those dreams where you know you you know you're at school naked or something. It's like oh shit! I don't know that I'm equipped. And then I was yeah. like, oh, that's not my job. Like I I can just sit here and like I've brought in the pre-prepared stuff. I'll just anchor it and I'll just let these guys do their riffing. But there was part of me that's like I want to join in too. But I felt like I couldn't. The rope was spinning and I was trying to kind of get into the playground. It's like oh, I just I'm not practiced enough at this. I don't have enough experience to get uh, in there. Yeah, but also I would say another thing that you're not taking into account because one of the things that I often experience is it's very hard to go from if your role, even in the eyes of the audience is one thing. Mm. It's very hard to switch to also be, you can't be the person bowling it and also the person like trying to hit it. Right. Like, and the fact is like in a lot of the scenarios for people to say, like you've written these quite elaborate like setups, (laughs) right. It's very hard to then switch to be the, like, you know, the the other person, it was easier to switch to be the person. Like this is all very (laughs) weird thing to describe to people who haven't heard it yet. But like there are, I find it, you know, say with question everything, like my, 
riffing has to be through the viewpoint of the host of the show still. I can't, I can't, can't suddenly just flip to be the one who can, and there is the much more fun role is wrecking things than (laughs) keeping it together, right? Comedically, like, cause all the time, all I do is like, I mean, essentially the premise of our live shows. And I think this is why they work is that you do something Mm. and then I try to wreck it. And then I try to recruit other people (laughs) To wreck it for you <laughs> while you try to bravely kind of move forward. Like, that's honestly what it is. Well, that's classic comedy dynamic, yeah. right? You got a straight man right. and then you got the funny guy. But, and, like, maybe one feels less rewarding in that, like, real moment if you're, if you're saying that all the laughs that I get belong to me. Mm. Then yes, I guess that would be in or the laughs that Gareth gets belongs to Gareth. Yeah. But that's not how it works. Right. Like like if I come up with a premise that Gareth riffs on, that's an assist, right? Mm. Like that's both of our laughs. That's like you if you create this entire scenario in which then everyone else just has the freedom to come on and like Gareth and I love doing like these shows with you because you like do this thing of like throwing us into an awkward situation (laughs) and then let us like try to destroy our way out because that's basically what happens. It's, I think it's good sizzle too. Like there are some real line ball, like awkward situations, which you guys nimbly horribly (laughs) executed, right? deliberately awkward. Like I I put it right on the line, but I mean, over the line, Yeah, (laughs) no doubt over the line, but it's all part of the one show. Yeah. Like none of it is, there's no, like, we're a team. If we're, yes, 100%. Like, you're like, you know, oh, BA didn't fly the helicopter very well. <laughs> like, you know, like He's he out. doesn't, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not his job in the team in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Who would be? Like, if the four of us were the A team. Yeah. So I guess because I, so I'm Hannibal because I've come up yeah. with a plan. I love it when a plan comes together. Yeah. So... Who's B.A. Baracus? Who's the kind of just Adam? Because Adam Adam Spencer, he, he was a bit of yeah. a wrecking ball. He, d- he with, was with actually. the maths jokes. Yeah. So are you face or are you Mad Murdoch? Uh, no, I, I think th- Gareth's face. Yeah, he's because he could he's, do all the characters. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're Mad Murdoch. I'd, I'd be because you did face. do a Mad Murdoch because you did turn the game around on me a couple yeah, of times. That's you were, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sometimes the, the I, loose cannon. Sometimes I, like I think going on the attack is the best form of defense. <laughs> if you know. What I mean. Next time we do the show, I'm going to yeah. smoke a cigar and wear leather gloves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Hannibal. But also, I think those shows work the best when, like, you're constantly playing with the dynamics of everybody on stage. Like it's like you never know fully where the power dynamic is. And I think like I love a show where like your classic comedy like combo is that one person is the loser and one person is the winner sort of thing. You know Mm. what I mean? Like in whatever regard that you're going to. But what I love about and I feel like is a much more modern way of playing these sort of games is when power dynamics constantly are swapping. Yeah, yeah. Like, to me, that is a much more satisfying thing to watch as a performance where, like, if I was high status, like, I can have moments in the show where I'm, like, real high status in Mm. regard to things and then absolutely flip to be, like, the but low status, you know, of the whatever it might be. And every single person on that stage has those I mean, again. Well, that's the tension, right? Is the the wrestle over status, right? I present something which is trying to put you at low status and you try and wrestle status back. Yeah. All it is. I mean, to me, that's all it is. Yeah. It's always just this constant sort of what's the status right now? Like, how do I flip this status or how do I play with the pre-existing status? This is what we normally do on this show. Just... I was going really to say in depth <laughs> comedy. It's the, this one of the recurring tropes of Tofop is the meta discussion about yeah. what is the show, and I actually think that Mike, you've got something prepared because the audience who came to see the show last night, uh, you asked them what is Tofop. So what's that? What were their responses? This is what some people had to say as they were walking in the door. Hi, I'm Marty. I've been listening to Tofop for about probably about ten years. First um, found them when I was working in a shitty warehouse job. Going to uni, you know, times are pretty hard, and they just always lifted my day listening to them. It was, yeah. What what is Tofop? Isn't it a comedy podcast between two old mates? <laughs> okay, so I started listening twenty twenty. Will and Charlie are similar age to me, and actually I used to like listening to Charlie go on about the neighbours, 
and because I could also hear the things going on in the neighbourhood that he could hear going on in the neighbourhood. And I just think they're funny and silly and it's like talking to your friends. What is TOEFOP? Oh, it's a comedy conversation between two old mates. A comedy conversation with two old mates. You got it, okay. Uh, My name's Annie and I've been listening since the start. Since the very start? Yeah. How did you find it? Um, A friend from uni many years ago, obviously. Was your friend Charlie? No. (laughs) Okay, and what what is TOEFOP? Um, you know, just a conversation between two best mates, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's just always a good time. Like, you know that they're just going to take your mind off things and have a really ridiculous conversation. Ah, uh, my name's Kira. I've been listening for probably a year and a half. What, what is TOEFOP? Um, <laughs> it's a hard question. Everything and nothing. Uh, Beck, and how long have they been going for? About 13 years. Yeah, that long. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. said that with a sigh, like you're tired. No, it's been a long 13 years, but <laughs> yeah, you've held through, and, and here we are. And what is TOEFOP? It's a conversation. <laughs> we're, too, we're too late. Yeah, we're still trying to define it, aren't we? <laughs> what is it? It's just an escape. It's just uh, like every sort of nautical sort of thing that they talk about. It's just a fun escape from reality. It's just people chatting about rubbish or something. <laughs> oh, that's great. We're on brand though, aren't we? I mean, the message has been getting yeah, clear. But what I would we say... To, we have to, I mean, we've got to credit Mike Howell, our, yes. uh, for our, our first Mike producer yes. with that. Uh, he was the one who came up with the comedy conversation between two old mates and it's just accurate. It's just so accurate. And... So we welcome you into that conversation if you're a new listener. So thank you for everyone who's been supporting us for all the episodes that we have done of this uh, comedy conversation. And I think also from what you're saying, because we're getting back into doing the live shows, these are the first ones we've done in six years. And I think what we're trying to do also is, you know, transfer that comedy conversation into a stage show that Mm. like makes sense with each other. And I think that... It's us taking the time to like not yeah have to go for every joke in every moment yeah. that gets to those fun topics, that's, right? Yeah, that's and that's the balance, isn't it? Like, because I I love podcasting. Comedy is still a new thing to me. The stand up stuff, and so it's finding that balance of when it's just the conversation, but then when it's performance, because they're two yeah. gears. It's two different gears, and it's hard to sort of keep that feeling like natural sometimes because it feels like you've got to go all out or you've just got to go all in. But I think there is a balance. I want to take you back to a moment um, from a few episodes ago. Do you remember you said this? Hey, Charlie, just before you get to this. Yeah. Can I share an, an idea as well? Okay, yeah, absolutely. About, about the, the Sydney live show. Yeah. And that is that, you know, we just heard from a stack of people who, long-time fans, there's also a percentage of the crowd who those people have brought. <laughs> and I was interested to talk to those people oh, who oh, had wow, no Jesus. idea what they <laughs> okay. were getting in for. Oh, and Hang on, is this before or after oh. they saw this the show? This is before, before the show. Okay. Before the okay. show. Okay. So yeah, they're right. coming in. If they and, say and, comedy conversation <laughs> between two <laughs> mates, I'm out of here. That's creepy. Right. And this was the one that stuck out to me. Okay. How reluctant were you to come tonight? Very reluctant. <laughs> Hang on, pause, you, Mike. What would you be doing? <laughs> like, I mean, I think you've got to frame the question differently. Like, that's almost like saying, how much do you think this is going to suck? Yeah. Like, how much did you not want to be here? Yeah, when did you stop beating your children? I mean, you just talked about setting up expectations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what kind of expectations is On that? On a level of like 10 being extremely reluctant <laughs> to one being... Reluctant. <laughs> Reluctant were you? All right. We know the context. Let's okay. go. Weren't here. I'd be at the Latin Lights Festival at DY Dancing Salsa. Oh, I'm sorry you missed oh. it. Is that a once a year thing as well? Twice a year, so that's oh. okay. And oh, it is God, raining okay. and it's an There's outdoor no festival. So oh, yeah, I thought, so. Eh, it might raining. be nice to be indoors today. Okay, right. Yeah. And um, you couldn't find anyone else to bring, anyone else better to bring? Husband, my husband reluctantly agreed to come with me and um, then remembered he'd scheduled a poker night at our house that he was hosting. Bullshit. Oh, you can't miss poker <laughs> night, <laughs> especially if it's your, at your house. So I was facing coming alone or dragging someone along. Okay. And Christine is it. Okay, Christine, well, good for you. Christine, I hope I hope you can get through it. I'm sorry you had to come. <laughs> <laughs> How 
What's going on? Christine was looking pretty, pretty, pretty you know, sad that about was, being there. She didn't felt, want to be there. That felt more about you nagging Christine <laughs> than it felt about our podcast, to be honest. But I, I saw them afterwards, yeah. and they all had huge smiles on their faces. The, the person who wanted to go to the salsa mm. was so happy they had, they and had come. Recorded and you, and like, you, and no, I put my recorder away. I didn't get any, any of that, unfortunately. Jesus Christ. Yeah, just the negative bit. I was at the Goslemi stand getting dinner there at that point. So it was, yeah, it was, but sure. I waved and, you know, she said she had, had a good time. Yeah, hopefully uh, the people who have stumbled on this maybe come from Wallosophy or something. Maybe they're like the Christines and they're like, oh, I'm not sure I want to be here, but they'll, you'll finish this episode with a big smile on your face, I'm hoping. Uh, Will, uh, yes. I want to bring up something that okay. you said on the show uh, a few weeks back. I stopped ever drinking Fiji water because I just think – you know, importing flying water from overseas doesn't seem like it's a really good thing for the environment. Yeah. So, um, but I miss it because I loved Fiji uh, water. <laughs> I know that it feels like water, you shouldn't be able to tell the difference, yeah. but with Fiji really? water, I could always tell. The so, difference. what tell me, what describe it? Like, if you're a sommelier, it's made me want to give go me to the Fiji. sommelier kind of like it's got a hint of whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it tastes <laughs> like a waterfall. <laughs> All right. So big claims there mm. that you think you could tell Fiji water from other water. So uh, Mike and I, we put our heads together and we decided that we were going to put your delicate palate to the test. Oh, yeah. And so we've prepared something for uh -huh. you, a little special 500th test. Okay. What we have here for people listening yeah. is five glasses of water and a plate of donuts for oh, some reason. That's good. <laughs> I guess it's our All 500th right. yeah, episode. Yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> because as we know, you should always partner water with donuts. Now, it's just a for the record, is one of these Fiji water? Correct. Is this, there's, like, no, there's no sort of- Main trick. I'm going to get through this and- I've dipped my balls in one of them or something what like is, that. What is, are the donuts to, um, because like, you know, not ordinarily if you're tasting wine and you were comparing them, <laughs> you, clean, you clean your palate. mouth with water. <laughs> well, look, but this, what do you, like, let's get Mike, Mike, you can, uh, you can explain yeah. the donuts. Cause even I don't quite understand yeah. this. <laughs> this morning, very early, I went to yeah. Donut King. This is, this is the big plan to get yeah. some surprise. Happy 500th. And, uh, it, on the website, it said they'd be open, but they were shut. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so I, I got I got these ones instead. He went to their so. arch rivals, Krispy Kreme. <laughs> so there's actually no point in his being nice, here, actually. apart from the fact that we like donuts. So what we have here, five glasses. I can tell you that one contains Mount Franklin, one contains Pump, one contains Woolies Store Brand, mm -hmm. one is Fiji, and one is tap water. Mm. I want you to drink all of them, and at the end, tell me which number one to five is the Fiji water. Okay. Am I doing it all in a row now? Yeah. So just take a sip okay. and you can think about it. You can even give me some thoughts. You don't have to make a final decision. That's the first glass. That is definitely not Fiji water. I would not think. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Now you're going to glass two. Mm -hmm. what, do you what do you, what do you, any hint of that's waterfall a, in that? That's a, that's a possibility. I, 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 oh, I, and so I, what people, what Will's done for people <laughs> not watching is he's actually... <laughs> Put his, like, maybe selection aside so he doesn't get confused. Okay, he's moving on Hang to... Hang on, I might need a He's going to cleanse his palate with a... a little more donut. ...with right. a Krispy Kreme. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. People love when they drop yeah, the on a podcast, so... Glass three. He's taking a sniff. <laughs> you want to swirl it around, check the legs on it? Hmm... It's going in the maybe, maybe pile. Maybe. Glass four. Hints of anything? Oh, I mean, that's pretty good too, actually. <laughs> it's a hint of mercury. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I haven't liked so far was glass one. Yeah, right. So if that turns out to be the Fiji water, then my taste is Yeah, you've got changed. three maybes. It's, you haven't narrowed it down at all. No. I'll need to go back. Oh, no, that doesn't feel like it either. So okay. I've, I've now, like, for me, I've done my sort of. Well, here's what I can yeah, tell you. Can you tell me that I'm so far still, like, the Fiji water's still in the game? You are in the game. Yeah. And you're very accurate with your last one, which was tap water. Right. That was the one okay. that you had the well, strongest reaction to. Maybe, maybe, Will, you can check them. Uh, look at the, the piece of paper for wait, the wait, ones uh, you've ruled out. The, uh, just the, the ones you ruled out. The ones you ruled out. Yeah. So. 
these numbered pieces yeah, of paper. Well, that, you turn it well, over. I can't turn these ones over anyway because I've put them on top of <laughs> yeah, the pieces great. of paper. Okay. So that worked I've out. actually, weirdly <laughs> enough, come up with the most foolproof way to actually play this game, which is good. Okay. All right. So the, on the end um, is the pump. Oh, oh that was pump. I thought that was tap. Well, you know why I felt like that was neutral? I've been drinking, drinking a pump, pump. water. Yeah, so yeah. That, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. So that's the pump. And then uh, the first one was the one I didn't like the most, which was oh tap there you go sorry okay <laughs> I was in the, I was in the ball that is a sad advertisement though for the idea that tap water is like as good as other water because <laughs> that was the one that I was immediately like, oh, like okay so do you want to yeah. revisit your three I do. finalists I do I do so tell me one of them's Mount Franklin one of them is Fiji and one of them is one of them uh, Woolies is Woolies store brand okay oh interesting okay. So, I mean, I don't know if the camera is. Are you getting this on camera? Like, Will is closing his eyes and doing that little chew you do with wine to kind of release the flavour from the, the, the tannins. <laughs> and he's really taking this seriously, which is not my expectation. Um, okay. You can el eliminate one. I'll let you have another double taste. But just... I'm, I'm going to eliminate that one and say that's Willie's store-bought. It is Woolworths Spring Holy Water. Holy fucking shit. Have you ever had Woolies water before? No, but that was the next worst one. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is tense. Like, this, you got, we're you, down. You okay. brought this from one in five to 50-50. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> I mean, and I think... So far, we can say has correctly identified. To, well, I didn't actually the direct the pump. But, that, but, that no, was, that was but, a, but your control uh, was screwed your, my your control radar. Is pump. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that, that that's understandable. Okay, this is exciting. Okay. So you know you've got like a 50% chance of getting this right. I know. but I feel I, like you should phone a friend. <laughs> We're not going to do no, that. But. but I feel like here, I honestly am not sure okay. from here. So so my idea that so, they uh, are Mount, both. Mount Franklin yeah. and, and Fiji. Yeah, so I am. It's in the zone. I love it. Come on, man. You got this. It's a real life. But now that I'm close, you know, like I like you take it seriously. I like it. Okay. You don't have to close your eyes to drink. Like, I mean, is it part of the sensory experience where you have to drink with your eyes closed? Like, I mean, I look. You know what? I shouldn't. Criticize your process. You're trying to shut out the other senses so you, you can focus all on taste, right? You came up with the game. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> it's hard to concentrate because I keep laughing. Okay. That's all okay. All right. I'll let you okay. take another sip of that. <laughs> By the way, the way you were sipping it, you look like a grandparent who's woken up at like 3 a.m. and has just shakily reached for the water beside the bed. Don't have to name it, just go for the second one and then. Okay. Now, if this was like a reality show, this is where we would milk this. We'd go to an ad break or something like that. So um, I guess we have a, a sponsor uh, to play now, do we? Is uh, <laughs> one of uh, the water brands that are, we've got sponsors. No? Okay, no sponsor. What are you going back to that? Oh, okay. Right. I believe this is the um, Mount Franklin and this is the Fiji water. You sure? Fuck! Oh, no. Damn it. <laughs> oh, no. But you know what? I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Like, yeah. you narrowed it down to a 50-50, which is more credit than I was, I was willing to give you beforehand. That's pretty amazing. Like, I don't think I'd be able to tell the difference between any of those. I mean, do we do, redo the test <laughs> with me now? <laughs> I must admit that I did find it very difficult to tell the difference between the last two. So, well, that's like, good my original... You, yes. But my, yes, that, that is true, which means that partly what I was drinking as well was the branding because there is no doubt that the Fiji water branding is much cooler than the... It's the waterfall on the yeah. packet. What's yeah. on the Mount Franklin packet? Is it a waterfall as well? It's I think mountain. Mount Franklin, yeah, but I yeah. think there's a waterfall. I think that's what you like. I do like a you waterfall. You like waterfalls I on do. your water. Yeah. And you know what? I don't care what TLC said. I'm going to go chase them. Yeah, up. you chase those That's my dream. To go and... Do you think that... Like, because waterfall water isn't necessarily the best tasting water. Like, normally it's from, like, a volcano or from a... Yeah, Mount Franklin water is, a is just, like... 
It's uninspiring though that label for me. Yeah, but don't you think it's it's kind of like you know. So with whiskey, for instance, like you can go your really, you know, high priced scotch, but like Glenfiddich or Jamison is a good, you know, baseline whiskey mm. and it's reliable. I think that's Mount Franklin, right? It's kind of, it's, it's neither great nor awful, but it's a good solid purchase. Mount Franklin, neither great <laughs> nor, nor <good>. awful. <laughs> <laughs> How many products on this show have we uh, given free plugs to? Yeah, well, that's probably the problem. Right. Like why would you... Pay for it. You, you know, why get buy the cow when you get having the, sex with had, the what? milk for free? No, no well, that's, what, that's not that's how it works. That's how you make something custard. about having sex with a cow. No, it's nothing to <laughs> no, do with having no, sex okay. with a cow. Although I did see on the project tonight, on the day of recording this, that uh, someone had sex with a cow. <laughs> no, cow cuddling is a new trend. Oh, it's you nice. can cuddle a cow. It's like a new yeah, support if, thing. Feeling stressed, cuddle a cow. Yeah, I like that. You Would know, you? you've seen those videos of people. Like they're quite playful, apparently. You see people videos of people mm. playing soccer with cows and rolling around with them and stuff. That was that was never encouraged on our farm. What did you just punch them? No, oh, man. <laughs> you looking at me? Didn't have to go the opposite. <laughs> did you go cow tipping or anything like that? No, I didn't even that know that like was a, a thing. Horrible thing. No, 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 cows were things not to be trifled with on our farm. Well, they were your income. Exactly right. Like it, we we take cows seriously. Down Did on the you? Anderson farm. There was no cow hijinks. My friend, um, Cassie, uh, her father's got some cattle. Mm-hmm. It's not a proper, like they're not a full fledged dairy farm. I think they have cattle from another farm, like a neighboring farm. But there was one cow they had that, uh, they like adopted as a pet because it just yep. decided it wanted to be a pet. And so Cleveland doesn't get, um, you know, she doesn't get milked or anything like that. She just kind of like wanders around the backyard yeah. and sticks the head in the house and all that kind of stuff. Did you have any favorites in Hayfield? No, nah, I didn't get played. No favorites. Oh, really? No. You, so, right. There's no, my dad wasn't a, that cow thinks it's people person. <laughs> this one can stay because it yeah. came up and nuzzled me or something nah. like that. No, thank you. Okay. I guess that makes sense because if you start doing it once. You can't, exactly. Yeah. What sort of example is that? To the other cows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You don't want to encourage those fucking bovines. Give it an inch, uh, take a mile. <laughs> Next thing, they've parasited you. Yeah. They've parasited You're you. You're in bed with a cow. Yeah. And why did I buy the milk when I could have sex with the cow for free, is what I'm saying. <laughs> or something. I know the phrase is, is something along those lines. Wow. How long have we been going for? I've lost track. Okay, okay. cool. Well, let's get to so, some mail yes. and then we can get out. All right. Will, um, something, uh, that we talked about last week, uh, that really captured people's imagination was the Keanu Reeves, um, fan fiction, essentially, you know, where we sort of, uh, came up with a hypothetical situation, um, in which you could meet Keanu Reeves. And I don't remember saying this, but from the response on social media, clearly I suggested that if people liked it, we'd do more of it. And so people have been clamoring, uh, for more Keanu content. This is from Andy. Hey guys, just finished episode 495 and I absolutely want to hear more about the befriending of Keanu Reeves. I have a possible scenario to explore. What if Keanu is secretly a huge Will Anderson stand-up fan and at the same time Will is trying to befriend Keanu, Keanu is also playing the same game of trying to get to know Will. For instance, Will thinks that by befriending Keanu's bandmate, he's created a plan to meet Keanu, but Keanu's actually had the master plan to have Will meet someone close to him. Obviously, we'd have to pretend that Keanu is a huge fan of Will's, but just doesn't know he has a podcast as well. Uh, see, that's a major flaw. Yeah. We didn't, I don't think we- No flaws in our plan. We didn't say, oh, he's never done John Wick or whatever. You, the fact that he's- uh, No, no, this is a real life, this is a- We tried to deal with yeah. the given circumstances. Yeah. I don't think we can- We took it seriously. Yeah. We can't go into the world of fiction this is. Andy also says, another scenario would be Will and Keanu are both trying to discreetly befriend each other by being in the same place at the same time, but in, by doing so, they constantly keep ending up on the opposite sides of the world due to not knowing each other's schedule. So that's a classic romantic comedy kind of setup is that, you know, the more you try and get together, the, the further apart you go. This is all a bit silly, <laughs> yeah. but I love the idea of what if Will and Keanu both possibly had the same idea and are constantly missing each other due to being shy to, and too shy to speak their minds. And Keanu has actually masterminded the entire thing. I mean, I think it's too contrived. No too offense, contrived. Andy. No, no, no. It's a beautiful thought experiment. Yeah. I love it. And I love nothing more than the idea that Keanu Reeves is trying to become my friend. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. You, you, you caught one of your specials. You but really here's it. what I would say. 
is that, okay, Russell Crowe's, is there any connection between Russell Crowe and, and Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves other than us talking about them both I a lot on this podcast? I think there may be in the sense that Keanu has done martial arts films mm-hmm. and I think, I think even directed one like the Tai Chi film and the RZA is mates with Russell Crowe yeah. and he's also into martial arts or at least martial arts movies. I would imagine that the RZA and Keanu would have had some kind of crossover at some point, you would think. So, yeah, I reckon yeah. That, that feels okay to me, yeah. or it just at least in some sort of sense of like through the Wu Tang Clan or Hollywood oh, yeah. or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Being right? at a like gig or whatever, just being at a cool person's event together. Yeah. So yeah, there's a possibility because I'm trying to do a yeah seven, six degrees. Yeah, seven, exactly. What is the of... thing that I can go? I know Russell Crowe mm. has seen a, like a couple of my you know stand up specials and like them. So I'm trying to work out. Or <clears throat> when Keanu was living in Bondi. Ah, uh, yeah. Was Glasshouse on or Triple J? Like, is it just like something weird that Keanu yes, might have been into like would have been. Triple J music, for yep. example. Yeah, because that's and when so, I first moved to Sydney. That's when Keanu yeah. was here and you were definitely doing the Glasshouse thing. Yeah. Triple J, for sure. And right. Maybe Triple J is probably more of a- Yeah, because he's a music guy. Music guy. Right? Yeah. And he was just listening for the music, but then just accidentally heard. And just since then has been constantly just- Keeping, keeping tabs. Touch, keeping tabs. Yeah. Uh, this is from Ant. <laughs> hey, chaps, just listen to 495. Love uh-huh. the chat about how Will might become Keanu's friend. Interested to see where it goes. If I had some thoughts on how this could intersect with some other Tofop content ideas, what if instead of becoming Keanu's friend, Will became a hermit that lived at the bottom of Keanu's garden? That way he'd get all the proximity and contact with Keanu as he would be sure to come visit Will in the garden. I could see that. Yeah, I mean, I think like. he's the kind of guy who takes walks. He probably has a big property. Uh, but also, uh, Will could live his best life being a garden hermit. Just a thought. Yeah. I reckon that's great. I love it. And I love how it brings back an earlier conversation mm-hmm. as well. I think we may have to do a discussion in between those two points, but if we know where we're going, yep. and if that's your plan, so we knew the initial plan was befriend Keanu, but yep. why don't we expand on that? And your goal is to become Keanu's hermit. Yeah. I'm not going to bother you, man. Yeah. I'm just there when you need me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, I mean. Otherwise, it, I'll just live as a hermit yeah, at the it, bottom of your It's garden. a bit like entourage. Uh-huh. Like, you know, there's just guys in the entourage that yeah. you just live with you and they're just your emotional support animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Or like Larry David with the guy who lives at his house. You yes. know, it's just like you're that Keanu's, but yeah. specifically. Or OJ and that guy who was standing on his. Kato K- Kato 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like that though. Yeah. But I think that's good. So I think we can, I wanted to give it some episodes mm. to breathe because I wanted to think about, you know, some scenarios, but I think that's where we're headed. Right. But also is there, yes. I mean, I would love that. Is there a possibility that like now, because by the way, I love whoever started listening to this as the first episode. It's like, I don't know what the fuck, but now the episode finished with them talking about Will being a hermit in Keanu Reeves' garden. Welcome to Tofop. There's plenty more of this. Uh, we don't know what it's about either, yeah. but it's a comedy conversation between two old mates. Like, on, honestly, I'm eating a donut. Yeah. I don't know what is happening. But uh, what if in my quest to become, for people who don't know what we're talking about, my quest to become friends with Keanu Reeves, obviously I can't actually use the plan that we've been discussing because I've already discussed that plan. Yeah. But what if... I pitch, we pitch Keanu, like a project, being John Malkovich style, about a guy who's trying to become friends with Keanu Reeves. As in a a film or like a a, a a performance or a a live thing. I mean, I was thinking being John Malkovich, like, you know, style, like, you know, where Keanu is, yeah, it's like a meta. But you're thinking a film. It's like, uh, it's a film? Yeah, a film or a TV series, like some sort of. Or more of a Nathan... Oh, Nathan for you, Nathan Fielder. Yeah. Yeah. More like that. Yeah, maybe. Like a a series. I think that's kind of where it sits, right? Well, but, but I'm not doing it. Like what I'm saying is you go to Keanu and say, we're making this movie and the plot of the movie is a guy tries to come up with a way to become friends with Keanu Reeves. Would you like to be involved in this? It's like a being John Malkovich style meta commentary. You know, that one Nick Cage was in recently. Yeah. A a very similar. A bearable taint of massive talent. Yeah. Right. 
and that, but the truth of it is that we're less interested in making the pro- project <laughs> than we are actually in becoming... using it as an excuse to become friends with Keanu Reeves. Fuck. All right? right, that's the goal. So you, yeah, we present that. We get to the point of you being a hermit, but then you bring me in. So you've yeah. opened the door, Kata Kaland it, and yeah. then Kata Kaland's got a buddy. <laughs> yeah. And then we start podcasting from Keanu's fucking garden. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. I yeah, love that's that. That's good. He must have a guest house. I mean, I did remember reading some oh. trivia about Keanu a while back, and I don't know if this is still relevant, but that he didn't actually have a fixed address. Uh, address. Like yeah. even post-Matrix, he just lived in hotels. He just had a motorbikes, different parts of the world, and we just go from hotel to hotel. I mean, why not? Just drift around. Like, why? He doesn't yeah. have a family. But now he's got a girlfriend, I believe, yeah. and seems a bit more settled. I'm sure he's got a massive... I mean, how I much mean, money would he have? I mean, she's probably got a house. Can you just Google, Mike, how much money Keanu Reeves is worth? I mean, I guess. Like 200, a, and 200 plus. Uh, yeah, 200 plus. But like, let's see if we can... 225. I'm going to say 600 million No, 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 no. That's insane. Not all right. That's what I'm going to say. Okay, that was. I mean, guess. I guess how many? Yeah, you're right. It's made a lot of Matrix and John, and John, Wick, John Wick films. Okay, Mike. Okay, uh, according to CelebrityNetWorth.com, yeah, which is uh, which most reliable. Ha- yeah. Also, happened to be the first in Google. <laughs> yeah. three hundred and eighty million. Oh Jesus, oh, that's still a lot of money. That is still a lot. So I, I mean, at that with that kind of wealth, why not? Like, if we show that we're not weirdos, mm. and he seems to, he seems like an interesting dude. Mm, yeah, might to be open to some kind of. Living art mm-hmm. project, yeah, but we're secretly becoming friends. With him. <laughs> this is the whole point. At the back of it is, it's about secretly becoming friends with him. So, Ash, right. we'll just finish with this. So, Ant <laughs> says, also on the same topic, you may want to check out the Wikipedia for a game called Cyberpunk Two Seventy Seven. In it, Keanu plays a rocker who ends up living inside a player's head. Long story short, the game is largely about befriending Keanu's character and hanging out with him. Oh. I know neither of you are really gamers, but if you can't do it in real life, this might be the next best thing. I mean, what about we pitch him a movie version of that game? Yeah. But uh, as in like, so then but he's not we playing have an excuse Keanu. to- but he's not playing Keanu in the game. He's playing a character in Cyberpunk. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like he could be, like we say we're making this thing about becoming, so we just need to know what it's like to become friends Oh, with right. You. We're researching. Yeah. It's, it's just like a 40 <laughs> yeah, year. that's right. Yeah. We just need to do some background by being, by actually, we want to make it a realistic version. Yeah, yeah. So how would- we become friends with you. How does Keanu Reeves hug? Yeah. Just, <laughs> let's try some things out. <laughs> we, just, we just slowly walk towards him with our arms out. And he, okay. I think I've made a horrible mistake. Okay. All right. Don't make me John Wick you. <laughs> Let me rest my head gently on your shoulder. <laughs> Let me smell your hair. All right. That is Tofop. Uh, once again, if you are new to the show, welcome. welcome. Thank you. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope we gave you a, a brief glimpse into what uh, this show could be, but also I mean, what this come channel on. will be. What a journey <laughs> this episode was, and every episode is. Yeah. Uh, but there is more like this. And so if you if you have only listened to Philosophy, or if you only listen to Two Guys, One Cup, we encourage you to listen to all the shows. You may not like them, but just dip your toe in because they're all going to be in the one place, and that is the Everyone Relax. Also, channel. by the way, I reckon you might like them. Yeah. I think I feel like you might like them more than you think you might like them. Yeah. And part of that is because we constantly Come tell on, you, you know that you, you want won't to. like them. <laughs> no, I think we've been bad at We've constantly almost apologized for yeah. everything that we've done. We've always been like, hey, we've... I know that you hate us talking about footy in the podcast, so we'll come up with our own footy podcast and then we'll put it somewhere you don't have to know about it. <laughs> our like, dirty little secret. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Everything has been our dirty little secret. Well, our dirty little secret is out. It's all everyone relaxed now. Um, it's all in the one feed. Um, and Ch- Charlie, and I, Charlie and I have made the full commitment. Yeah. We can never break up now. Yeah, I know. Bloody hell. <laughs> We've got people relying on us. Um, so uh, this is, uh, it's early December. Yes. What have you got to plug? Uh, I have got, uh, there may be some improvised shows still on sale. So what you're talking about, we'll go to comedy.com.au. But much more importantly, from a stand-up sense, my new tour, Will, Legi- Will Legitimate, is now on sale. And it is going to a whole bunch of different places. So if you want to uh, find the details of comedy.com.au and Question Everything is the name of my television program. It is on the ABC. But right now you can watch uh, nearly the entire season, I imagine, on ABC 
iView, and that would be really great if you would do that. And if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash TOEFOP, where you get ad-free episodes of every show, Philosophy, Two Guys, One Cup, two go- uh, TOEFOP with Friends, this podcast, plus a bunch of great bonus content. So if you're a fan of any of the shows, I'm sure you're going to find something you like at Patreon. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month, and it really helps the show. Um, but that is it. Thank you. New, a new dawn, a new era, the everyone relax era. This is it. I, th- I think it started well. I think I so. mean, apart from when, you know, Mike, I think this Mike was... fucked up that bit at the start. <laughs> yeah, but, but was... that, yeah. that seemed appropriate, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it all makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we tasted water. We had a donut. We had a... <laughs> Not from the right company. Like, it makes no sense that these donuts are here. I mean, appreciate the thought. I mean, <laughs> but it doesn't make any sense. This is... Welcome... Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> and goodbye, farewell, and amen. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Ooh, 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 the 500th. Congratulations. Love it. Please keep making them. Love your work. You guys are awesome. Uh, always brightens my week. Got me through hard times. You guys rock. Everyone relax. Ten years or more, it's taken me through a lot. So, um, yeah, genuinely, thank you, because it's been um, like a constant for a very long time. Great job, guys. Well done. (laughs) Thank you so much for keeping it going. It means a lot to a lot of people, um, and I think it brings a lot of joy to a lot of people. Um, Yeah, keep it going for as long as you can. (laughs) Happy 500. It's been been great. Woo, we did it, baby. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Congrats, yeah. That's... Sorry, did you say awesome or awesome? Awesome. Awesome, okay. They've hung in there, haven't they? Through, uh, Through lots of turbulent times and... Very thankful that they have because I love them. I don't know what I'd do without them in my week every week. Thank you so much for providing comfort to me. It means connection and fun and things I don't have to worry about because they just talk nonsense so I can think nonsense too. Yeah.